When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, Sacramento, Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 24. My name's Turner Sparks. You can call me Kaplan today. Kaplan. I'm just de- I can't decide if I'm going to go Spanish or Hebrew, so let's go neither. There you go. Just Kaplan. Just good old-fashioned Cap. We're back doing it, baby. Feeling good. You can find me on Twitter at Turner B. Sparks. You can find Kaplan at MIKaplan11. Uh, what's he 11 for, Cap? It's in solidarity with um, the low-income people in my building. I hear that uh, washing machine number 11... He's <laughs> yeah. causing a lot of trouble. They're putting too much Tide in. I don't know what the problem is, but uh, there's a lot of complaints I'm hearing downstairs. I think this is a sign that this bit has really <laughs> run its course. No, it's number 11. It's number 11, and I'm just telling you, they better. those low-income people need to use the washer, so I'm on. I'm, I'm fighting for them. Oh, you're on their side. I'm fighting for the little man. Yeah. All right. We're doing it. <laughs> well, speaking of the little man, uh, we don't make a lot of money doing this podcast, yeah, but here's how, you can, here's how you can support the pod. Go to lostinamericapod.com. You can check out everything we have. Our whole podcast is up there. Plus, we got a link to Amazon. If you click that link, it'll take you back to Amazon. Do all your regular shopping and a portion of whatever you spend. comes right home to us, you know? Helps us, helps us uh, keep doing this, baby. Helps us keep buying the Tide. Tie it all together. Keep <laughs> buying the Tide. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think that's it. You can, oh, yeah. Also, tonight. 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 What's New tonight? York Comedy Club. Best club in the New York City. Yeah, screw the lantern. Screw <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, no, no, we love the lantern. The lantern's good. We but you can come see, um, come see me, Joe Schaefer, Gus Tate, a bunch of other comedians. We got Kyle Grooms. Kaplan's going to be hanging out. We're doing a show, 7 p.m. tonight. Get your tickets. KungFuComedyNYC.com. Yeah. That's all. That's all I got to promote. Cap. I, might, I, might, I might be outside the door. Just... Uh, Cap's just hanging, smoking a cigarette. I might start smoking if it'll help get people <laughs> f- put seats in the in the in the put building. asses in the put seats. asses in the seats, baby. Tuchuses. Yeah. So what are you? How are you doing, Cap? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm, I might need to take out a, a, a. Is this show making money yet? Are no, make- definitely not. <sighs> I was counting on it when I planned Ruby's birthday party. I thought uh, we'd be pro- monetizing. Oh yeah, Ruby, your daughter. Birthday. Ruby was born on St. Patty's Day. Three years old. She's already upset that we did a special St. Patty's Day episode, not her. Bir- yeah, she's three. Yeah. <laughs> and this birthday party, my God. I oh, she lo- was born. I am, I am lost in America. Let me tell you. What happens? It's like a constant. Uh, these kids' birthday parties, you got to find a place. Yeah. We did it at this new place in the neighborhood. That's like, um, it's a it's a little playhouse area where there's like little stations kids can play in. It's great actually. Okay. So we get there though, and we hired a, an outside, um, like a clown. Who could also do magic tricks? Sure, and uh, also do um, uh, Doc McStuffins as a character. Not to get too technical, but okay. Ruby's favorite. She was going to dress up as Doc McStuffins at one point. Oh, great! So we're telling these people this, and all of a sudden, this guy there—he's like high energy. Like um, he—I thought he was just some guy who works there, but he's super high energy. And apparently, he's like real offended because he does entertainment. It's not listed. Wait, like, that's like his corner? He's, that's his corner. Like what? It's not listed anywhere when you sign up for the birthday party that he does entertainment. But he's like, oh. He goes, oh, what companies do you use? And we said the name of the company. He's like, oh, they're no good. 
I used to work for them. Let me tell you about them. Oh, and that's like, a classic dude. move. Yeah. What is so, it? <laughs> so he's like, and it's like you, you uh, even if it's true, you don't hold your mouth, hold your tongue. We Wait, did, sorry. You them. This is in the park this or where are you? at the party. Or like at the party in the bounce studio. In the, in, it's not a bounce place. It's like a children's playhouse, whatever you got want to call it. it. Got it. So got we're it. in the party setting up. He's there. He's like super, he's an employee of the place. And he's uh, all offended. So he's kind of like. So basically, you guys like brought your own wine to the restaurant. Exactly. Type of deal. So then <laughs> it's like he starts going through. He tells us what their whole act's going to be. He's like, I know they're going to do this, they're going to do that. So I can do oh some gosh. of those things. This is what. So he wants to do some of them. So he starts setting up because they're coming midway through the party. So he starts doing like games and stuff. And then they're like, they come in and they come early. And like, we need to set up. I'm like, oh, it's really awkward now. I'm like, well, we so you have, have competing clowns. Yeah, I'm like, can you just wait? Because they're like, we need to set up. So I'm like, we literally just bring them into this room where he's entertaining the kids, and they just kind of like, they kind of give him a look. The new guy? Yeah. No, yeah. The, the clowns give him a look, and they just put their stuff down. They just kick him out of the room, basically, because they got stuff all over. You can see how much stuff these people travel with. I mean, yeah, I kind of get it. If I'm in a comedy club and I'm on stage and yeah. then another comedian just yeah. comes in the room and starts doing comedy, <laughs> exactly. I'd be a little upset too. But he, then he ha would you heckle the other comic? Because like they... If I'm on stage or if I'm in the audience? In the audience. No. Right. So they start doing like... Um, they're doing like magic tricks at one point, jumping ahead, and he's just like... Wait, who's doing magic tricks? The, the new... The people we hired. Clown number... Oh, hired clown. Hired clowns doing the magic tricks and he's like yelling out answers like... Is it grandma or is it like he just? Oh, like, are you kidding? Like he's like heckling them from the back, and I'm like, oh my god, you gotta get this guy out of there. Yeah, and and so and now I gotta talk about the clowns we hired, because you know how. Well, wait, how does that story end? Did they get in a fight? They didn't get in a fight, but they there was a bit of a discussion when he starts he starts trying to badmouth their boss to them, and they like didn't want to talk about it. Oh my god, they didn't want to say anything either way. Um, it actually would be kind of fun for the three-year-olds to just see these two clowns ball. fighting. And they would think it's an act, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the clowns. They, when we when they went to leave, they're like, you know, there's a. Did they tell you about the tip? I'm like what? Like, did they tell you about the tip? Oh, with the tipping. It's fifty dollars per clown. Yeah, but I was like, which one? The heckling clown? <laughs> the, the ones we hired. But then I want to be like, yes, but that's the tip isn't. They told him they could tell you you should tip the people. Like they're not okay. Great, I'll tip them. Of course I'll tip them. Yeah. But you don't say it's fifty dollars. That's not a tip. That's a charge. Well, exactly. We have to get Weber back on. I don't know if they pull the, the tips. Included the tip or whatever. <laughs> tips included, eighteen percent. But you this can tip like, more if you like. Yeah. So, I don't know what are kids' birthday parties like in China. You probably haven't gone. You haven't thrown one. You've maybe attended a few. Are they? Is it like a? Because this is like almost like a mini bar mitzvah. Like this is like an I, expense. Like. Uh, I think they're like starting. Yeah, they're starting to have these birthday parties. But truthfully, I don't know. I haven't been to many kids birthday parties right, right. I, as, if, if anything i've been to like a one-year-old where it just kind of sits there and everyone stands around and drinks beer and then you go home yeah that seems like a good party i i don't i mean that's what we're doing next year uh, whether ruby likes it or not we're just gonna <laughs> drink some <laughs> beer that's a good party <laughs> we're just gonna sit around and drink some beer people can <laughs> drop the gifts off what do the kids know i'm gonna start <laughs> saying suggested tips for me getting beer for everyone fifty dollars exactly so uh, how much did you pay? I mean, pay me a couple hundred. I'll dress up in a clown suit. The drink clowns some are a few hundred bucks for like an hour. Dude. And then they, oh, and the other thing is they made cotton candy. That was part of the deal. Oh, that's good. They had a cotton candy machine, except Mr. Uh, Mr. Non, the, the unofficial clown yeah. was having like a freak out because he didn't want the <laughs> kids to get their sticky hands on the toys that are there. So he's like running. He's like, no, 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 no. Take the cotton candy and we'll put it in the other room for later. Like, and the kids see the candy. So now kids are having meltdowns. They want the candy. I mean, now I got everybody's idea. in the room where there's no toys now, and I'm paying for this room because everyone's getting kind of candy. All so, right. Well, so that's me. I'm lost. Well, this week on the podcast, speaking of lost, we have my brother, Tyler Sparks. 
And yeah. also declassified. Uh, I hear. I hear these declassified. These, this interview might have taken place a little bit ago, and we couldn't get permission. Is he that ended true? up. Tyler works <laughs> for the United States government. Let's back it up for yeah, a minute. Back it up. He works in the United in the State Department, the U.S. State Department. He's a diplomat, United States diplomat. He's worked all over the world. Right. After 15 years, I think living abroad, he's just moved back. Moved to Washington D.C. Came back for you. He came back for himself, but I also happen to be here at the Copy same time. You. He equally has no idea what's going on in this country. You both just love to come back for Trump. Uh, you both of you move back the same year. That's it. We move back for Trump. And so he's boss. He's here. He's going to tell us what it's like to be in the State Department around the world. Right. Um, and maybe give us opinions on the new administration. We'll see. Mm, uh, uh, but uh, Redacted, redacted, redacted. Before we get to that, let's get to Lost in America. Play the music. Play the music. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, all right, what I want to talk about this week is music. I went to I, well, ska music specifically. Dr. Dog or no? What's that? Dr. Dog music or? Not Dr. Dog. They're a great band. But I, so I was in, I grew up listening to ska music. I played in punk bands, ska bands. For St. Patrick's Day, um, I, my birthday was March 1st. My brother, Tyler Sparks, going to be on the pod later, got me tickets to go see a ska band. And so uh, an old ska band I used to listen to. I get there. It's on St. Patrick's where, Day. Where is the location? This is right in the middle of Manhattan. I'm not sure what's it. Uh, like a big arena? or is it like no, Well, I don't know. Because oh. to me, this was a big band. They're called the Pie Tasters. Oh, the Pie Tasters. They were pretty the big tasters. when I was coming up. It's one of these concert venues that has two rooms. Like one big theater and then one side small room, you know? Right. So I get there. There's this huge line outside. And so I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to walk up to the front and just see what's going on. So I get to the front and I'm like, he's like, where are you here from? Like pie tasters. He's like, oh, that's the side door. I walk over to the side door. There's no one there. Right. And I realize I'm in the small room. You know, <laughs> this was a band that was playing like big venues in California and everything. Right. And so I get to the side door and um, they're like, uh, what band are you here to see? I'm like, yeah, pie tasters. And they're the like, oh, OK. And then I look down. The lady, there's like four bands, right? And she has like these check marks going. And As she, if you're like a friend of the band or something. Exactly. Like, and, to- and she checks pie tasters, and I see there's like eleven checks for pie tasters, <laughs> five checks for the other band. Wow. Set, nice it, present, Tyler. Really tough to get those seats, dude. It's it's literally <laughs> like if all these bands like pooled their money to rent this space together. And then they're gonna split up the money at the end of the night, depending upon how many people showed they, they up. They get a share of the uh, of the drinks. Yeah, in my <laughs> mind, it's like hundreds and hundreds of people are coming, and there's like so I go inside. There's maybe like 21 people in there, and it's a venue. It's the size of like a Was comedy it like club. standing kind of like thing everyone's like, kind of standing, milling about. Yeah, that's good. You weren't like in the nosebleeds. There's no nosebleeds. I mean, it's the size of like a, a you counting. Pick, you have to pick your nose to get a nosebleed there. That's yeah, the exactly. It's the count. It's the size of like an office, right. like a corner office. <laughs> in, in some well, way. We should have them come to do a show here at Ents. We probably could. Like, uh, we could probably. This right is now. how. This is how. This is where they're at in their career right now. We could probably put them on the podcast at the end of this show, and they wouldn't sue us. They'd be happy for the exposure. Blue shirt. Cue the blue shirt. You're a moron. <laughs> Cue the music. Pie taste. You're a moron. Uh, and so I watched the show and they're pretty good, but it's like it's, it's it's this feeling that I remember when I was like in high school and Bon Jovi, like, you know how Bon Jovi was big in the 80s and then they were down and then all of a sudden they came back. 
Yeah. So during the down times, I remember they would come to like the local like crappy music uh, club. Because you lived in California. You're talking about Bon Jovi. There was no downtimes for Bon Jovi out here. Oh, they were there was a point where they were selling like fifteen tickets. Oh, yeah. Anytime they come. They're probably still playing giant. It would be like Bon Jovi, poison. I mean their their new album sucked, but yeah. This was in the mid nineties. It was like them, poison, rat, snake, warrant. They would all play together. And there'd be like 30 people would be at the <laughs> Long hair, do you laugh, think? the dance factory in Sacramento, yeah. <laughs> whatever. You know? And then I would always think how like sad and depressing that was that they're like hanging on by a thread. So then fast forward to me at the pie tasters show, 17 people. And it's mm. on the it's on St. Patrick's Day. It's also the uh, NCAA tournaments going yeah. on. And clearly, these are the seventeen. Are they people. Irish? Like, why is it? Why are they playing a St. Patty's Day concert? I have no idea. They're not Irish. No. I, they, Big mistake and, by them. And so, tough. Night. I look around and I realize I'm now that fan of Bon Jovi in 1997. You know, the band's all fat now, <laughs> and they're like playing hey. the same songs they wrote 20 years ago. There's no new music. They're not putting they don't out have a new, new album. Tunes. No, it's just nostalgia. It's straight nostalgia. There's. Well, there's do this ska still exist? Like, I don't well, know. that's the point. Barely. Yeah. They're sliding into their like skinny suits that they wore 20 <laughs> years ago, but they're busting out of it. You know what I mean? Like the buttons are busting off as uh. they're all they're doing. They're playing a song. And then most of the time they play one song and they spend like three minutes just asking for more whiskey. Oh, like, where's the Jameson? Come on. They're literally they're is it the exact original band. Like there's been no. No, I'm sure there's a lot of. No, there's, it's not. There's well, a, a lot of patchwork. You, you weren't there for a cover band. You're sure you saw the band. It was the same singer for oh, sure. Okay. They need to, you know what Bon Jovi did is he bought like an Arena League football team or something. Like you got you to do other things to to build a brand and then you can make a comeback. Or you just rely on people like me who've been <laughs> gone for twelve years, don't realize it's not popular right. anymore. Not in the Scott. So world. is Scott in China? Let me ask you about the Chinese music scene a little here. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> is Scott like? Because like, did you not know? Is like ska still popular in China? Like, did you not know this kind of music is kind of? Well, I think they, there are some ska bands in Beijing because it never got really popular, so it never re- went really down. Right, never, pl- never. There's no mountain to fall off of. It just exactly. Like, so it's just like steady. a It's still like a cool underground thing. It's like going to see a jazz band. You right. like jazz never really came up recently, so it never went down. You know, it's just like one of those things you might go check out sometimes. Same with punk rock. They if have you're punk- on like a date, I don't know who goes to a jazz club if you're not. No, if you're on a date, that's essentially <laughs> it. Yeah, if you're trying to impress a girl, yeah, trying to impress a girl with how sophisticated you are. Exactly, it's like eating like cookies or brownies or something out at night after dinner. Like who right. goes to S'mores. a dessert place? Yeah, yeah. dessert or Weber. But. And so, uh, yeah, shout out Weber, <laughs> and he's in love with his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, first shout out Jar. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta do the total shout out Jar. Uh, Put it in. That's worth a dollar. And um, so, yeah, the music scene. There is ska, there's like punk, and then what they're really into is metal, metal. which never went away. That got popular. Like American metal? American metal. They love Megadeth. Metallica. Slayer. Bigger, like- Metallica played in Shanghai recently, sold out two nights. I heard their new album. At a good. stadium. Someone- they sold out like an 18,000 seat stadium. Oh, all right. And uh, yeah, so that's in. But so then when you're abroad for a while, you never get. Like, you never understand what's popular here and what's not. I mean, I get that Ska went down, but I didn't know it fell that far. I didn't know it'd be me and 17 people watching the Pie Tasters. But on one hand, it feels like you're getting a private show, which is cool. Right. But on the other hand, you're kind of like, if I'm here, where's everybody else? It's probably how most people feel when, I, when they see me at like a comedy club in New York. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's like seven people. You just there. tell them in China, I'm playing stadiums. I'm like Metallica over there. Exactly. You know, oh, speaking of that, the last thing, but I'll be coming back to, this is the last thing I have to say, uh, Sacramento. 
May 24th, headlining the Sacramento Punchline Comedy Club. Punch Get your tickets. I'll be talking about that more in the future. We're going to work plugs into the Lost in America segment. A lot of I plugs. Like All right. That's Lost America. Let's get to our sponsor, Ants, baby. Ants. Ants. As they say, Ants is an app. That's what they say. <laughs> That's a People are talking. People are... There's chatter. Yeah, there's a lot of chatter about Ants. A it's bunch of comedians came over the other day to the Ants studios. Um, talking about big products. We had a couple beers. The Ants comedy channel's on its way. Exactly. And uh, Ants, you can get it in the App Store. You can get it on Android now. It's for record. It's like Twitter for voice recordings. Do whatever you want with it. Com- comics are we, on there. We're putting on some overtime editions of news stories that don't make the cut. Some B sides. Exactly. Of things search, we don't. search Lost in America. You can follow us. We're updating all the time. That's Ants. Let's get to our guest, Tyler Sparks, baby. Bring him in. Bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back. We are here with our guest. Special guest. Special guest, Mr. Tyler Sparks. Do you have a title? Like, do they, cause like, uh, I feel like you could go Esquire, although I'm not. No, lawyer. that's Blue Shirt. No. Blue Secretary. Shirt's an Esquire. Can we, can we call you Secretary Sparks? Is it? Uh, Future fine. Secretary I'll, State? I'll, uh, yeah, sure. Future Secretary Sparks is here with us. How are you doing, Tyler? Good, good. Happy to be here, finally, on the pod. You made it on long, the pod. Long time, first time. Yeah. Hey. Long time listener, first time guest. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we got to talk first. Of all, I want to talk about the, the your career in general, State Department. This is something. Uh, there's questions that everyone asks me about you that I've never known. So I'm just going to ask them now. Does that work? <laughs> I think we right. started at the beginning though, and because in the first podcast we talked about how Tyler started a student organization, Sour. Oh yeah, no, you're right. True. With students, with Thor opposed. Nelson, yes, at oh, Syracuse University. Yes, yeah, the two of Attempt you to overthrow the university system. Students opposed to Ertz's regime. Technically. Yeah, Cap, I believe you called Tyler the um, the, the Che Guevara, Guevara yeah. of uh, the the of the party scene, Syracuse <laughs> frat boy scene. I might have owned a Che Guevara poster at one point. Yeah, in my life. so that's that was the beginning of your political career. I'm yes. guessing. Yes, uh, yeah. Some sure. say without that, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Well, no, actually, I was in, like, student government before that. That was senior year, so, you know. Did you do anything in high school? Nah. Just uh, hung out in my car. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no student council? Yeah, I was on student council. That, All right. No one did that in no. Sacktown. Losers. I was a senator. Turner. Senator Sparks, they called me. <laughs> you were senators? In the halls. Council? I was handshaking. He, he just did it for the kickbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, so you're a pol- pol- lot of free lunches. I'm start calling you senator. The way, like... Like Hillary Clinton will always be like Madam Secretary. You call someone a governor. They've been a governor thirty years ago. Exactly. Calling you senator. Senator Sparks. Senator Sparks. And a deputy. Deputy uh, assistant secretary to the general manager. All right. Well, we'll back. Up. We'll get to that. <laughs> but so, if people keep quitting the State Department, eventually Tyler's gonna be running. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so save that's this all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. So, so more, more Trump to fall. Trump, go nuts. It's true. It's yeah. good for us in the bottom because you know. It, Clears out space at the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's also how Ye is getting into the country. Exactly. <laughs> the more Sparks countries. family is really benefiting. The more exactly. countries that get banned, the better chance uh, my wife has of getting in. Who would have right. thought that the whitest family I know would benefit so much from this, <laughs> this president? <laughs> so, uh, so, wait, how'd you get into the State Department? That's, that's the first question everyone asks me. All right. So, after, uh, first of all, I really want to know if our voices sound, how different our voices sound. Oh, this could be annoying for most people. It <laughs> could be super annoying. We just think we're the same person. Right. Uh, but, anyways, uh, so after college, Mike and I, Kaplan and I um, uh, lived together in college. Then Miguel um, Kaplan. Miguel. Miguel. Still Miguel. Um, protesting your government. 
Then <laughs> I went to, I screwed around. I actually moved to San Diego for about nine months, then went into the Peace Corps. I was in the Peace Corps in Bulgaria. I worked in a small town in northern Bulgaria in the mayor's office. And uh, there, when I was there, I took the, heard about this foreign service thing, working at embassies overseas. I took the foreign service exam at our embassy in Bulgaria. And then when I left Bulgaria, I, I uh, came back to, did grad school in Chicago uh, at University of Chicago, and there I took the second part of the Foreign Service exam. And that's a hard the, exam. The that's what I was going to say. I that's thought you, about taking it, and I took like I started looking at the you, sample you questions. Didn't, you didn't even pass the, the sample thought questions. about taking it. Yeah, <laughs> my roommate, John, back You pulled in a LA, Teddy Kaplan and it. didn't show up. But, yeah. And I <laughs> consider myself pretty uh, knowledgeable about the world compared to average people, but I was. Yeah, it's like I a, couldn't even get the Israel questions right. It's, so like, a two like, part, <laughs> it's like a two-part test to get into the Foreign Service, and the first part is this, what everyone talks about, which is this kind of like, a big chunk of it is it's like random trivia kind of a yeah. part. And uh, and then the second part is the, called the orals, uh, the oral exam. The oral, that's huh? more like an yeah. interview, although you do, uh, you know, you do some like group work stuff too. Yeah. And that's, so that's the thing that like almost, yeah, I don't know anyone else who's, pa- I, I don't think, and le- except Anna, your wife passed it, right? That's true, she did. Yeah, but no. that's the only other person I know. That was a condition okay. for marriage. So, and then anyone no, can take this, anyone can take the test, right? Anyone can take this. Anybody out there can take the test at any embassy overseas, and then also a number of places within within the U.S. I think. Um, Look at them getting a plug in. They, <laughs> Statedepartment.gov. Yeah. Go. D- w- oh, wait. First off, I have to give my disclaimer before we start talking about this. Oh yeah. Let's get right, a real so official music I've been music officially here. approved by the United States Department of State to come on this podcast. Did they have to there listen? we go. However, they're listening in right now. They're insing it. <laughs> I am. I, I have to give a disclaimer that. The views expressed by Tyler Sparks <laughs> on this podcast are his and his alone and do not reflect the views of the State Department. All right. Speaking so, in the third person, so you come up with right. a really as yourself. Plan for the That's what we do in the, depart- in, the, in the government now. This is because we've had Weber brought on his own sponsor. That was right. a first. You're the first person to bring on your own disclaimer. Right. Right. And, I'm uh, sure Blue Shirt will he'll I, vet that disclaimer. You're a moron. <laughs> moron. Moron. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to hold up. Fly, I think. Yeah. So, free to take the Foreign Service exam? Yes. And unless you don't show up, you sign up, you don't show up, then you got to pay something. It's like yeah. Teddy's gifted exam. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Teddy yeah. Kaplan yeah. move. Yeah, all right. And you didn't get nervous the day of and throw a fit and not do it? No, the first time I took it, actually, no, the only time I took it, I just did it to like go into the capital of Bulgaria because I wanted to see Anna and she lived near the capital. And some, oh, that's very some dude I knew was taking it, and that was like an excuse to go into the capital. That's really why you took it? Yeah. I actually want my friend Richard Bakewell, shout out, uh, was nice. taking it, and I uh, he be? lived near me, and I wanted to like take it and pass it and have him not pass it because we were kind of a little competitive. Oh, and so that's what happened. Nice. Was it to win Anna's affection? You had to. You guys. Were it was you versus Richard were, Bakewell was, for it, Anna. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a love triangle. Of, yeah. All right. So then you you pass the test, and then, right. and then where'd you live? Okay, so went into the Foreign Service, uh, which is – the Foreign Service is just basically people who work for uh, – work at U.S. embassies overseas, right? Uh, so we we're, work for the State Department. And I went in in 2005, uh, went out to Malawi in southern Africa, which is a country that I'd never heard of before. They told me, hey, you're going to Lilongwe, which is the capital of Malawi. Um, and uh, went there for two years, then Costa Rica for two years. Uh, Nicaragua for three years, and then Ecuador for three years, and then we just moved back to the states uh, for the first time in. in and you were years. also now lost in America, back in exactly. America. Exactly. Yeah, I just moved back uh, this past summer. We same time Turner did. So okay, wait, and so in Malawi, that was your first country. I remember when you were in Malawi, 
Um, well, I mean, I didn't know what happening at the time, but we, w- we looked back like years later because I remember dad and I were looking up to see if you were a spy. <laughs> and uh, we, How many times have you looked that up over the years? We should get to this <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. But one time we did it. It's always when we're like drinking, or, like we're drunk at Christmas dinner or something, <laughs> right. you know, and we go into the other room and we Too Google it. And we always just Google it, like right. that's going to tell you. Is Tyler Sparks yeah. a spy? And um, it came out that like WikiLeaks came up and you had been WikiLeaked uh, in Malawi. <laughs> Can we not talk about this? Can we talk about it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you had been, I mean, it's public information yeah, at this yeah, point. WikiLeaks, which is. You had been WikiLeaked in Malawi because um, like the North Koreans had come to Malawi and tried to have a meeting and the US with the Malawian government. And the Malawian government went to you. I guess specifically, and said, "Hey, we don't. We want nothing to do with North Korea. We didn't know they were coming." And you send an email back to Langley or wherever, or whatever. Who, who's in charge of our government? I don't know. The, the Capitol Hill. And you tell them, like, "Hey, uh, you're relaying the information that North Korea does. North Korea came uninvited to Malawi because Malawi was concerned that they were going to lose all their funding if we knew they were having meetings with North Korea." Uh, yes or no? Answer, answer the, <laughs> question. the question. I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. Yeah. I well, I can both. confirm it because it's on Google.com. <laughs> the next time the Koreans want to send wait, a wait. message to us. So first off, the interesting thing about WikiLeaks, or the, you know, the, 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 yeah, I guess it's not interesting, but like we, the State Department never, as far as I'm aware, we've, ne- and the U.S. government has never uh, officially recognized that the cables that were uh, leaked by WikiLeaks were legitimate, like bona fide actual cables. Sure. So... I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can I wait, follow up question? Because I want to stick to the topic. I'm the Jake Tapper of this uh, yeah. podcast. Wow. Um, oh, don't shit. let him. Does yeah. that make me Kellyanne Conway? Yeah, it does. <laughs> don't let him evade. So is it. Fake news. Get him. Is it like a badge of honor if you've been wiki leaked? Does it mean you've made it? You know what I mean? Yeah, w- in, your, in your circle. Or you guys uh, don't even know. Because when we told you, you, you apparently had no clue. No, I mean, look, uh, what WikiLeaks did was it, <laughs> it uh, got access to from uh, Chelsea, Bradley Manning at the time, Chelsea Manning now, um, who, not total there's traitor, anything, should definitely be in jail. Not if there's anything wrong um, with that. The, <laughs> yeah, right. Bra- wait, um, Chelsea Manning should definitely be in jail. You have to be politically correct, correct. about it. Bradley right. Manning was innocent. Um, <laughs> wait, no, no such Chelsea no Manning. No such person. No, the be politically correct. Is, wait, is it a guy or a girl Bradley now? Manning, oh he's, he, it was Bradley Manning at the time. Anyways. Uh, my point was going to be that, like, they released, like, you know, I don't know how many, 50,000 alleged uh, State Department cables, right? Like, yeah. Cables. So you're saying yes, it's not a badge of honor because it happened to everybody. But we never emailed It's like doing an open mic in comedy. Like, anybody can Yeah, we're going to take Tyler off our email list. Go on. <laughs> okay, so what were your jobs? Okay, so you did Malawi, and then um, next was Nicaragua? Next is Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Then Nicaragua, then Ecuador. Then Nicaragua, then Ecuador. Yeah. And were you, have your jobs been the same all the way through? Uh, pretty much. I mean, so in Malawi, I mean, a little bit different, but uh, I've always done, I do, so in the Foreign Service, we have different, five different kind of career paths, and mine is political affairs, meaning like I've, I study politic, the politics of other countries, right? Yeah. Um, elections and who's going to win the next one and what's going on. And I work with like civil society in the, in the countries and the, um, uh, we do stuff like human rights and human trafficking, uh, anti. You know, I would say anti-human anti, trafficking. Anti, anti, we work, we work yeah. against. Right. Um, Officially. And, uh, and unofficially. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, so, we'll so in Malawi, I did, uh, I did that kind of stuff. I also did military affairs there. 
Um, and then wait, you're saying all this <clears throat> stuff, but we don't know what any of this means. All right, okay. What is military affairs? Like so you- in Malawi, we didn't have when I was there. We didn't have the Department of Defense. There was one guy who was a Malawian guy, and he was the only Department of Defense employee in the country of Malawi. Right? Yeah. So I supervised him, and he and I together. We were the main people who worked with the Malawian military, all right? Amazing. And we did... General Sparks. We did. Right. There you go. <laughs> Someone had to sell arms to the... Con- Wait, no. No, so what we did is we did three main things, right? We did... We trained guys. So we had a certain budget where we could send Malawian guys to the U.S. for training every year, like military guys to, for military training. We had another budget that was where we could buy stuff for the Malawians. It was all non-lethal, like boots was a big... We bought, like... $100,000 worth of boots or something we shipped to them, to their military. What guys. was your they budget? F- like, what's their army like, Malawian? Uh, so mean. the Malawian Defense Force is actually, like, the most... They tried to have... The, they had this uh, dictator for, like, 30 years, right, named Kamuzu Bandu. Shout Bandu. out. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and in 1994... He's a listener. <laughs> they had a, an election. He finally agreed to have an election, and he lost. Oh. And he That's got his, like, paramilitary guys, after he lost, to go out on the streets to try and, like, Keep him in power, right? But the the military, the Malawi Defense Force, even though they'd been under him for thirty years, they came out on the streets too, beat the crap out of those guys, oh. and said, "No, no, no, we're going to have a democracy now." They didn't I, take over, I so under, they're very. Well I, I underestimated them. I thought we could take no, them. They're great. We got they're a game. Great. So then, and we also had an HIV program with them, where we uh, set up like testing clinics and like. Uh, uh, stuff like that with the military. So were you like a drill sergeant, or what? What was your job <laughs> no, in the Malawi? Pay, I was a paper pusher. He was, <laughs> he he was a con, the the condom distributor. Your pencil pusher. He back was the in HIV there. guy. He just and then, the- okay, I want to skip ahead a little bit. Um, even though uh, to, I want to skip ahead to Costa Rica. So you're in Costa Rica. I remember you and I. I, I don't know specifically what your job was. You can tell me, but I do know that you got outed um, as Cata de Nino. No, this is that's Nicaragua. Oh, that was oh, in Nicaragua. So hold on. In Costa Rica, I did every every person in the Foreign Service has to do at least one year of consular work, which is like doing visas and that kind of stuff. Uh, I did that in Costa Rica, and then I did a year of political work, meaning like I worked with, uh, 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 particularly on like anti-human trafficking work with the government and stuff. Wait, so can I, I want to talk about that for a second. Um, so how long did you have to decide if someone could come to America or not? Like uh, to get a visa? About three minutes. Three minutes. Well, we... we I saw about 100 people a day, and we worked from like 8 until about 3 doing interviews. Not, yeah, 8 till 3 doing interviews. Had, it took an hour lunch. Um, yeah, you had an, an average of about three, three minutes, minutes a day. Three minutes to decide if someone gets a visa. I and might be yeah. pro travel, man. Yeah. Go on. And um, <laughs> Caps pro travel, man. <laughs> it's only three so minutes. So this, this is after they have uh, – that, that doesn't include the time reviewing – their uh, fingerprint check, their facial recognition oh. checks, which are all fed into the various law enforcement databases that we have and checked against those to make sure that they're not uh, How criminal. Okay, so then how much of that... Inf- you have all the information before. It wasn't before. an amount of time I had. It's just you had to, you had to get through these people right. and you had to work until you were done. And like, oh, I know, but I'm saying, so you had, like, you, had a, you had all their information in front of you. Yeah. What could they do or not do in three minutes to influence you one way or the other? So, look, I mean, the, the way that the law works is that you have to, for someone to uh, qualify, this is, again, for a non-immigrant visa, for a visa to go as a tourist or whatever to the, to the U.S. Right? Okay, tourist. tourist. Okay? This is not to go live in the U.S. Those, that's a much longer process, right? Yeah. But the, to go as a tourist to the U.S., what you have to prove per, the law, per U.S. law is that you have, sign- it's, it's, and what it is, the law actually says significant ties to your country of residence. So it's a Costa Rican. They get approved to me. 
that they've got enough ties in Costa Rica that they're going to come back to Costa Rica. Yeah. So they've got a good job. They've got, you know, they're, they've got a good job is, is the number one thing because there are a lot of people who have family, but they're going to go and work. They want to go work illegally, right? The whole yeah. law is focused to keep people, frankly, I mean, you can, you can turn people away, obviously, anytime you want for, no, for, for the reason being that, like, for terrorism or for, like, any kind of, like, sure. concerns of terrorism or whatever. But the law is really focused around, um, you know, uh, making sure that people don't go to the U.S. and work. Illegally. Okay, so you do that for a year. And is that a deal? Like, everyone has to do that? That's like a yeah. – like, you just have to. Correct. And then you get to go back to your regular job that you want to be doing after the year or whatever. Uh, right. No, no uh, people have to do a minimum of a year. A lot of people it's do like, it for two years. Some people do it for four. It's like being a, okay. a traffic yeah. beat as a cop. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. to pay, pay your dues. dues. You got to pay your dues, right? You got to pay on the payment. And so then you go to Nicaragua. No, you're in Nicaragua. No, I was in Costa Rica. Then I go to Nicaragua. And when you, once you get to Nicaragua, you get in a little hot water. Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ever get any enough. hot water. Um, well, it was pretty hot when I was people, down there. Yeah. We were in the supermarket. And you said, hey, Turner, check out that book. And I, the book's called, like, Lies and, ex, ex, I don't know, Exposés. And I opened the book, and there's a whole, like, chapter about you being a member of the CIA and how they want to kick you out of the country. All right, so... Uh, part get redacted. So basically... Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> Did Are I? you in the CIA? Answer the question. No, I'm not in the CIA. Uh, Are you a spy for a foreign government? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not a spy for a All right, number. I just want to check. So, so, yeah, basically throughout my... So I've been in the Foreign Service since 2005, so I've been in for 12 years, right? And, like, for the entire 12 years, like, all of mom and dad's friends, many people that I've met... Shout out and shout have, out. ...have thought that <laughs> I'm in the CIA. Alive. All my and friends like, in China think you're in the CIA. CIA. I'm not in the CIA. Why does everyone think that our people in the Foreign Service are also in the CIA? I don't know, but, like, because I'm doing political affairs... Which, uh, I don't know, people think is like, oh, well, then you're like toppling governments. Well, you're monitoring, you're monitoring elections. Right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did election monitoring. That's yeah. correct. Uh, you are right in Nicaragua. This one guy. So what happened? Um, uh, so this one guy um, called. It was, it was a week before the, this election they were having. Um, and he was running for president. Or running for National Assembly for their like, Congress. Uh, for like this minor party that didn't have any support, and he called a press conference on a Saturday. He called a press conference for that coming Monday, and he said he told the press he was gonna denounce how uh, the the government, the Sandinista government, was uh, funding his political party just so that they would like divide the opposition. All right. And then he was going to tell him this on Monday. Using the press. just so That's like Saturday, Trump. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then Go Sunday, ahead. right, he gets arrested. Oh. Put in jail. So he was so, against the Sandinistas or pro-Sandinistas? Uh, he, was, he was from an opposition party. He was against the Sandinistas. Okay. Uh, he gets put in jail, and he gets released from jail two weeks after the election. This is a guy who's running in the election. Right. But like, he was released two weeks after the election, and he immediately called the press conference, and he said, oh, no, no, no. no. Everyone was confused before the election. I wasn't going to denounce uh, how the Sandinistas were going to steal the election. I was going to denounce how the U.S. Embassy was going to There you go. Blame the, the foreigners. And the leader of that was this guy, Tyler Sparks. Hey! Did he have a code name for you? So he, he, okay, so he said Tyler Sparks, right? If you say Tyler Sparks to any 
one in Latin America, they will have no idea what, that you just said a name or right. what name that is. So the newspaper... You can throw Asia in on that, too. They don't know yet. One day they will. Yeah, right. When the revolution comes. <laughs> we need a few more WikiLeaks. Yes. There were the two... There were the major newspapers there. Right? Both major, two major newspapers wrote down my name as Dialer Spot. Nice. D-A-I-L-E-R-S-P-O-T, right? Um, so the guy then, six months later, he like comes out with his book, uh, about this, uh, which, as you said, was called, I think, Dolores Politico. Elecciones I have it here, in my, here somewhere. Oh, wow. Do you really? Uh, yeah, I do. This book, we're, we're in Turner's apartment. And, so uh, in the book, he's he got about, about 10 books in his bookshelf. He talks about uh, all of them. Um, oh, there it is. Well, it's uh, up there next to Faultless Stars. It's like your guest's like, uh, bookshelf over there. Well, <laughs> he, uh, so, anyway, so in this book, Dolores Politicos y Elecciones, um, he talks about Plug. a whole bunch of different people at the embassy, at the U.S. embassy, and like all this completely made up stuff about how we were funding the opposition, which is completely untrue. <laughs> and uh, how, um, and, and so in there he talks about, again, like I said, uh, other people working in the embassy, but also me. And he goes, uh, he has this like line where it's like, Tyler Sparks, who looks much younger than he is, is known throughout the opposition as cara de niño, which is like baby face. I right? believe he says he looks like a boy, but he is wise beyond his years. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also like, here, I'm leaving through the book right now. They also say like, they name all the places. They're like, you may find him at such like local hunts as <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But then they're basically just naming like, like the, like the TGI Fridays <laughs> and like exactly. Tony Romo's. Tony Romo's. And oh, and South I, I think he said that Romo's. I had worked previously in like, Bolivia and Venezuela to sow instability there, and I've like never been to those. Countries. I mean, you wanted. I to never do even that. met this guy. I never even met him once in my life. So, so why would he pick you out out of everybody? This well, because I did work at the embassy, and I right. did. Like uh, I was like the embassy's person to like make contacts with the opposition. I don't know. I, I, he was known yeah. as the Che Guevara of the Syracuse revolution. <laughs> yeah, now we have this. We're building a case here. The dots are coming yeah. together. Yeah, the dots are coming together. And so. When, when, now, okay, so now you're living in uh, the United States. You're yeah. like pausing your like nation's to capital. Out where you're Our nation's lives. capital after 12, 13 years gone, however it was. What is the. Because when you were living abroad, let's make no bones about it, you were living pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you had a maid, didn't you? Around your, multiple. Okay, so look, multiple this, is, uh, this is a thing that like, I can't really say to people who are not in the Foreign Service and complain about. So. I'll just complain to you two, my good friend. No one's listening. As long yeah. as it doesn't leave this room. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, this is the first time in my married life <laughs> where I have not had a maid. Uh, How? This is like a special well, Lost in America. We should keep it in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, Lost in America, your, now I'm a peasant. Off, what are you, <laughs> now I'm a peasant. What, what, kind of, what, what are we doing, America? How come you, all these other people living in other countries, you right. know, they have maids, and we are the most powerful Richest country on earth, <laughs> and we don't all have maids. This is great, and I can. Well, Trump's, doing? Trump's <laughs> kicking them all out. Your president's kicking them all out. It's funny because we are all going I mean, out to doing dinner. your own laundry yeah. is horrible. Doing your own <laughs> dishes, cooking for yourself. I mean, what are we savages? I mean, I can recall you telling me that. I think this is, is this the way it is. Everywhere you have like a chef who like cooks like. Uh, your, your, we, we, had, we have a maid chef, but don't. No, you had a gardener in Africa, and they can make everything for you, right? Like if you give mm. them, like you say, I want. Uh, sure. Potato pancakes tonight, and uh, yeah, give them a recipe. They, they give them a recipe. It. They'll make it. Like they, can they make matzo ball soup. They can. Some, you know, it depends on where you are. You get them. Well, uh, I will say, speak English. Some are not. You um, want like pancakes at three in the morning? What can they do? Can they whip them up? Well, there? if you got to live in, then right. you're good. But if you don't have a live in, then you're and how much does this cost? This person? okay. So in Malawi, our may our, our housekeeper was amazing. 
uh, Philip was his name. Right. Oh. And uh, he was, I think, $200 a month. <laughs> $200 a and month. He was, uh, he, was, he could make everything from sushi to enchiladas right. oh to whatever. Gosh. He also did all the laundry, did the you know, cleaning. Sushi. Stuff, right? <clears throat> yeah, God. he was amazing. And then in uh, my nanny can rehit nuggets in Costa Rica. It was I think it was about four hundred dollars a month, and like uh, it's been about four hundred dollars a month in Latin America. Yeah. Well, no, the government doesn't pay for it. Let me make you pay for it. I pay for it. Oh, okay. Well, it's the same. No, in Asia and like everywhere else. I remember when I first moved to China, my roommate was from Pakistan. We're doing it wrong, America. And he was like, "Hey, like (laughs) first day." Well, we were both making like a thousand dollars a month, maybe, you know. And like the first like day, he was like, "Hey, so we should get a maid. Like, what do we do?" And I was like, "We're only making a thousand dollars a month. We're going to get a maid." And he's from Pakistan. He's like, "Yeah, everyone does. That's what you do." I think everywhere else in the world, it's just like part of life, you know, to get like a housekeeper. Except for uh, probably Western Europe as well. Right? But they're way cheaper, I think, to do but it. I mean, so it, it's different. Yeah, I but mean, it's, and it's affected your like you tonight. We're all gonna go out for dinner. I, I got my uh, babysitter for you, and you refer to her. You're like, when's time is the maid coming? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she's not gonna be doing your laundry. <laughs> she's and, a uh, babysitter. That just, <laughs> just calls everyone the maid. Yeah, and she's gonna cost more than a month. No. And so now you are the. I, I never know how to. How do I tell this? When people ask me what do you do, I never know oh. how to say it. So now I'm the senior desk officer for Serbia. Senior desk officer for Serbia. Technically, well, senior. Serbia I think he's desk in charge of second round draft picks for the Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> so figuring I, out who so, gets Bogdan Bogdanovic. So, so we have a, an embassy in every country. And then uh, for every country, we also have what we call a desk in uh, Washington, D.C., in the State Department headquarters. That desk, it just means like an off, a small office that could be one person or it could be up to 20 people for China. The China desk is 20 people or Russia desk is 20 people. Or yeah. Is. Um, so on the Serbia desk, meaning the, the office for Serbia, we have uh, another woman um, and myself. And so. And you're the senior. You're right. her boss. Yeah. Cool. So what does that mean? If the does that mean that if Serbia has a problem, they come to you and you explain it? Uh, so that means that I, yeah, I work with the Serbian embassy that's in uh, Washington D.C. Yeah. Right. Like they would come to me to to get. They want to meet with the Secretary of State or whatever. They come to me and then I help them. I sort that out. Right. But all right. Um, all right. Should we get to the news? Sure, oh, Tyler, you have to go. Thank you for being our guest. Um, I but know he was going to sit on the news, but I think he saw some of the stories, and the State Department had to brief them ahead of time, and they do not. They did. I, he had a finger in his ear. I think he was getting messages he's from getting, the State Department. He's getting the hook. It, I, I can neither confirm. He's nor got deny. a minder here. <laughs> they're hooking. They're pulling him out of here. So Tyler Sparks, we we got you back. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. We what? did. We never got to like my favorite episodes and stuff. What's up with that? Of the pod? Yeah. Let's do it. Favorite episode. No, I'm gonna go number one. Is what was the girl who did the oh, the gymna- the tramp the clown person <laughs> the circus Andrew, the Andrea Jones Roy Andrea Jones Roy number one. Wow. Okay. It was great. It was the most interesting. You know, she's super interesting. She's got yeah, stuff she's, going on. She's Worst cool. Least you know, favorite episode. Worst favorite. Uh, the least favorite is. I mean, gotta be one of the ones with Weber. I mean, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so of course, you didn't like McDreamy the year in review. Oh uh, yeah, you know, McDreamy, the Billy year. Bush stuff. That I get, was like the whole State Department. That was bogus. <laughs> you know, didn't wow. like Billy Bush either, folks. All right, so yeah. Andrea, uh, yes, that's the door. So we got to go. That's, that's, my, that's my curtain call. That's, kids. that's, that's you, Tyler. Idea. Thank you for I being here. I want to start here. up a, a pod, podcast fight too with Weber. That's why I mentioned. That. All right, nice. We'll, we'll bring we you like back it. on next time we're in the yeah. All right, let's get to the news. Let's get to it. Play the music. Play the music.
back. Great music. Yeah, Tyler's disappeared. I think the, the government swooped in his minder. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want him discussing the news. He's Tyler a got cannon. taken away. Yeah. Um, here's news. first stories from the New York Times. All right. Ten White Houses, two Sphinxes, I guess that's the plural, and now China's Tower Bridge attracts scorn. Tower Bridge, a cop in England. England, the Tower Bridge in England. Here's the story. China has at least 10 White Houses, blah, 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 Eiffel Tower, and now the Tower, now a version of London's Tower Bridge in the eastern Chinese city of Suzhou has rekindled a debate over China's rush to copy foreign landmarks as the country rethinks decades of urban experimentation and has produced an extraordinary number of knockoffs of world-renowned structures. Here's the problem with that article. So what they're saying is in Suzhou, the place where I know and love, Mm. Yes. for 12 years. This Shut says up. they have now built a tower bridge to look exactly like the bridge in London, right? right. A lot of people call it the London Bridge. Interesting story in New York Times. I like what's Interesting what's the story. Here's the problem. That bridge was built at least 10 years ago. All right. Well, it's been there forever. This, the news didn't get out. You know, no, know. but they say now. <laughs> oh. they, they're making it seem like this is a brand new thing that just happened. This is the New York Times. Should they not know? Right. Like what they're talking like, okay, so here basically what they're doing, let's reverse it. Okay. It's like if a Chinese like newspaper came to America now, went to Shake Shack, and they were like, New York City has a brand new restaurant. Right. And Uh, then what happened the problem is if you go online, there's all these like publications from around the world quoting this New York Times story saying brand new bridge in Suzhou, brand new bridge in Suzhou. I think if the New York Times is really the commie rag that I've always thought it maintained it was. They would be uh, more up on the communist news. I mean, it's a rag, but <laughs> clearly not commie. <laughs> clearly. I've... Even like pe- I know people in Shanghai who've gone, expats who live in Shanghai, have gone to Suzhou, like, let's check out the new bridge. And then they do a news story about it. It makes me furious, Kaplan. It makes me question all of journalism. Fake news is Fake really news. rampant everywhere, even when you least suspect it. The New like, York anytime Times. Anytime I read about a new restaurant, maybe the restaurant's been there 20 years. I don't. I got to question everything now. It's just like to me, it's a basic level of journalism. Mm. Figure out that what you're reporting on. If it's not new, say it's not new. Probably some millennial. Some millennial <laughs> born <laughs> after the bridge has been there. Would you come to New York City and you're like, oh, the Brooklyn Bridge? New York has a brand new bridge. <laughs> that's what they're doing. Well, it's, that's uh, you know, that's a little bit different. A few hundred years. I there. just find it ridiculous. <laughs> like you could okay, if you're gonna go to Suzhou to check out this bridge, I got an idea. Ask somebody. Okay. How long it's or been? Or I just go to England. It's a shorter flight. Just because, they got a bridge. Just because it's the first time you've seen it doesn't mean it's the first. Who are we? Christopher Columbus? You think okay. you discovered America just because you're the first one to see it? There's other people who've been there for years. They're not the same color as you, but they've been there. <laughs> Racist New York Times. Wow. I don't even know how to respond to that. All right. So you're saying it's it's no different. Right. Someone should have called Columbus on it, but nobody they, they didn't do it. So he and, won. And no one called Columbus. And that's and why I'm gonna, stepping up. Right. And anytime I'm on a subway, I see like New York Times um, advertisements that say like, "Oh, in the world of fake news, like trust us." Right. When That's everybody was giving out gifts of New York Times subscriptions, if you hear that, you got to tell them. You got to be, like, "Look, hold them accountable. Hold their feet to the fire." That's what I'm saying, Ray listeners. Larry, the editor, New York Times. Let's get a campaign. Let's let's do get it. our listeners to mobilize. First, write a review of the pod because we have we need some new fresh reviews. When you're done with that, if you order an interview, write a letter to the New York Times and demand they write a correct. Is it not really a correction? What's the word for it? A uh, an addendum? Uh, no. How about uh, do your job? Well, you know, just be like, oh, correction. This bridge was built nine years ago, and this, uh, I don't know, what else? They built the Eiffel Tower. How long has that been there? 
The actual one? No, they're fake Eiffel Tower. I know this. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's not in Suzhou. I only know Suzhou. Oh, so. <laughs> All right, next story. Oh, this is close to our heart. Close to your heart, Kaplan. Special food heart. Arby's, Arby's new Bambi burger is disgusting. That's news? Or is there food review already? <laughs> that says, <laughs> says, what paper is this? <laughs> I don't know. The Daily, there. Daily Mail or something? We should tell our listeners. We should use this to tell our listeners about our post-game meal. After the pod last week with Troy, Troy Allen, Allen, you and me, we went to Arby's. Beautiful restaurant. He said, where can I eat down in the Entz district? Where, where's the best meal in town? I said, only one place we go. We went to Arby's. We go to Arby's, and you you, you enjoyed it. Now, you, you're a Hardee's guy. I did. I'm not a Hardee's guy. I'm a Carl's Jr. guy. Well, Carl's guy. Jr. owns Hardee's. It's the but same. I had a, yeah, I was converted or at least I've added a new, you know, a new meal to my rotation because Arby's was delicious. Yeah. Uh, did you get? What did you get? You got the uh, beef um, and cheddar, or no? You got the I think French I, dip. I got. I think I got the Bambi burger right you here. The, you got the Bambi burger. Oh, Arby's new so, Bambi burger is disgusting. Says Steve Cozozo. <laughs> I so finally. He says I finally tasted hor- horse meat from hell, or at least something <laughs> like it. He makes no bones about this. I've never eaten the actual flesh of a thoroughbred. Nor of a rhinoceros, <laughs> but the new Arby's venison sandwich gave me the idea of how either might taste. Well, I say poo-poo to you, sir. And what I'm trying to do, because they have Carl's Jr. Right. now in Shanghai. we got to get it in New York. It made it to China before it made it to New York City. It made, it's not on the East Coast at all. It's on Philly. It's on Boston. Chicago. That's why you keep calling it Hardee's. So I want to bring Carl's no, I'm not, Jr. I, I'm, I'm aware of the difference between Hardee's <laughs> and Carl's Jr. I'm just saying that Hardee's is the roast beef place. It's like Roy Rogers. Those are the big three of roast beef. I have n- they don't have anyway. Arby's, Roy Rogers, Hardee's, big three. Okay, you, you're, I'm sorry I take this seriously. When I applied to work at Arby's, we were given an exam. Yes. Uh, on the menu and everything, and I aced it. I got everything right except one question. You know what I got wrong? What is Hardee's the same as Carl's <laughs> Jr.? Yes. No, I got that one right. <laughs> it was a trick question. They said something about where do you if you hop, what do you offer hot peppers to? And I was like, oh, the subs. And it was a trick because they said only the Italian sub, not the turkey sub, uh, which I find g- discrimination against people who do not eat pork but like hot peppers, like myself. Sure. So that was my only wrong answer. So I, I know the Arby's game business inside and out, So and their competitors are Hardee's and Roy Rogers. <laughs> okay. Well, I got this to say. I think people in China would like Arby's. They would. And I, I'm going to, you know, people in the pot are going to notice I've been gaining some weight. As I'm trying to be a funny man. Yep. And now that we got Arby so close to the studios, I mean, we're oh, just talking I- about it. I'm going to be down there for some curly fries, a Jamocha shake, which is the signature shake of coffee. And, I'm packing on and the pounds. chocolate and 26 spices and, and a beef and cheddar. 26. Oh. Well, I, well, let's uh, that's say what this. we used to say. It was, in the ga- it was on the exam. 26 spices. <laughs> <laughs> let's say this. Welcome to New York City, Arby's. Welcome. And, and screw you, Steve Kazozozozo. Exactly. We don't like the Times or the Post. Daily Mail, whatever you work for. And next stop, China for Arby's. All right, last story. All right, what else we got? We're wrapping it up. A whole new world, says the Daily Mail. Boston schools replaced the map they used in classes with an entirely new projection of, uh, sorry, entirely new projection, which better represents the real size of countries. So they've done, I don't know, who cares? They got a new map in the <laughs> school. <laughs> Good story. Here's, here's what I got to say about maps. Here's what surprised me about China, though, is that, because you know in our maps, when you grow up in America, the maps, what's in the, in the middle of a map is always North America, right? And then South America. And then off to the right, you got Europe. And off right. to the left, you got a little Asia. And little it kind of swings back around. When I went to China, in those classrooms, the center of the map is China. 
They got a whole other globe. Whole other globe. This is a flat map. It's like, huh? Yeah, and the flat map that you have on the wall, they have China in the middle, and then they got North America off to the left. And is the sizing accurate, or is it like China's bigger? China's way bigger. Really? And then the name of China in Chinese is Zhongguo, right. which translates to Middle Kingdom. Oh. And when you ask Chinese people... Oh, the Middle Kingdom, yes. Yeah, and you ask Chinese people why. Why do you call it Middle King- Kingdom? And they go, oh, because on the maps we're in the middle. And I'm like, yeah, on your maps you're in the middle. I guess the thing is you could always be... There's a middle somewhere. I mean... The, and around Earth. Well, if it's a sphere, there's no. But they know the Earth's round, right? They're not like Shaquille O'Neal and some other basketball players. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. I don't think they're flat Earthers. <laughs> right. But um, they just feel like that. No, but in their mind, they're in the middle. But in our mind, we're in the middle. I was wondering but if we you don't go really to, like, put us in the middle. We put us sort of like off center a little. We really the ocean's mm, the middle. Yeah, but we're we're a <laughs> the, featured the player. The ocean is kind of our yeah. Um. So with them, it's all on perspective, right? And then mm. when I tell them, well, in our maps, you're not in the middle, stumps them. Right. They usually go, well, I didn't think of that. You Are know? you good with maps? How's, how's your geography of China? You know I'm pretty map? good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my, my son, is uh, Teddy, has been obsessively really studying the Chinese I heard Russia. he wants to come on and he, challenge. And he wants to challenge you. He told me, I said, his mother said, Daddy's got a radio show, she called. And he goes, oh. And he's like, I could teach them things. That's what he said, direct quote. Here's I, what I, know, I have. I, he goes, I know everything. I could teach them things on the show. Well, I've seen so. video of Teddy practicing his Chinese geography. Maybe we can put that yeah. on, on our Twitter. He's page. coming for you. Here's what Teaser. I have to say to that. You know how like a good alcoholic says, if when you try to challenge him to do a drinking contest, they say I've spilled more than you've drank. Yeah. I've got I've passed out drunk in more places places in China than Teddy can uh, even name. Wow. So. Talking trash to a four-year-old. I'll like beat it. him. I'll beat him around the block. All right. That's a future podcast. That's what I have to say. Well, last thing on the maps, I wonder if everywhere you go, they're in the center. Like, if you go to Greenland, are they in the middle? Do they, like, oh, we're the middle kingdom? <laughs> yeah. If you go to, if you go to like, a re- what's a really small, like, the seashells or, like... Uh, yeah, the seashells. <laughs> if you go to Antarctica, are they yeah. like, no, this is, the, this center, is the center. And then we're all on the upside Madagascar down. Madagascar is like a... You gotta <laughs> are we all on the upside down on the map? <laughs> we're just, like, turning it upside down. <laughs> yeah. It's actually warm there, too. No, no, no. Yeah. That's a good... Uh, I don't know. I never thought... What other countries do we think would definitely have a messed up map? Like, Russia? North Pole? No, but North Korea. Like, what does a, North, a map look like in North Korea? Oh, they're probably 90% <laughs> of the land. Right. And then everywhere else is tiny. Right. And then that would be, a, yeah, I'd love to get maps from around the world and to look at. Like, the way you look at old maps when things are all messed different. Yeah, exactly. So that would. We'll find them. We'll put them on the pod. You're blowing my mind here. Let's get a North Korean map. Let's get a Greenland map. Listeners out there, if you have a North Korean map. Send it in. Send it in. Yeah. Also, last thing, we should have said this earlier, but we need reviews, baby. Yeah. Review us more. We're and on Stitcher now. We're on Stitcher. Review us wherever reviews are sold. Yeah, it's the AltPod website. If you're just, <laughs> you think iTunes is lame for whatever reason, we get, get on Stitcher. Give us reviews. We'll read them on the. We'll read them on the air. Yeah. So we want to re reengage. We're we're yeah. We're not too big to engage our audience. We're not too. But big. we're gonna be soon. So now's your chance. If exactly. You want us, if you want us to talk and read your reviews before we forget you. Yeah. All yeah. right. Thank you, Tyler Sparks, for being on the pod. Yeah. If you need, if you want to follow Tyler Sparks, just go to the State Department in Washington, <laughs> D.C. Follow him when he leaves. He's driving. What's his car's license plate number? No. Knock on the door. <laughs> ask for him. Look for the black license plate. That's him. Yeah. Yep, Look yep. for him sneaking through customs, getting a pass. If you want to be his maid, he's hiring. He's hiring <laughs> a new maid. <laughs> Thank you. That's all. Follow. Oh, next week. Big pod, Big drinking pod. Maybe we'll be a boxed wine pod. Maybe we'll bring some of that on. We're going to get some Chinese alcohol. We're going to get some American Big, alcohol. A drinking special. Yes. Joe Garrix, Jeremy Pinsley, comics from New York City. All right. That's all. Cap, get lost. You too. <laughs>
Down. 